Good afternoon, hockey fans. Welcome to this week's episode of From the Press Box right here on the AHL Report. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm your host, Amy Johnson, joined every week by your by our fabulous co-host, our editor-in-chief, our president, founder of Rocket Sports Media. He wears all the hats. That's Mr. Rick Stevens. Thanks for being here. Wearing a hat, too. Wearing a hat. Indeed, wow. I am. Is it a good hat? It's it's my uh, it, it actually it doesn't have anything to do with hockey. It's my Minnesota Vikings hat, um, which well, is it the team. is that's appropriate. I know. Well, having been through how many drafts now have I been through? Uh, um, I'm in four leagues, far too many, and uh, it's draft season for fantasy football, and uh, been far been through. Um, three drafts, I guess. One more to go, and um, yeah, just anxious to get the fantasy football season underway. And uh, of course, we have All Habs fantasy football. We also have All Habs fantasy hockey. If anybody is interested in uh, in playing fantasy sports with us, with the crew this year, that is true. I also have been in three drafts. I've got two more to go, plus. Two picks, pools, a survivor pool. Is that it? I think that's it. <laughs> I like football a little bit. <laughs> and hey, speaking of, um, I'm in two different All Habs leagues. Actually, actually, I'm in All Habs one, which is which is the keeper league. Uh, I'm also in All Habs three. And putting the call out there, if you are looking to manage one more fantasy football team this year or perhaps um, want to try out fantasy football for the first time or anything we have, we drafted for all Habs three last night. However, we are down one team. So there is a team available. Uh, It was completely auto drafted. So you'd be dealing with whatever that team was that uh, auto drafted, but we do have space. Uh, in the All Habs 3 Fantasy Football League. Uh, so if you are interested in that, just give us a tweet at the AHL report and let us know and we'll get you, we'll get you hooked up with our commissioner and slotted right in. And, and, it's, and it's fun. It's, it's fun. It's it is. It's fun to uh, compete, do a little chirping, trash talking, and um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> manage uh, a team. Um, I, 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 I cheer for the Vikings. I uh, can't say I have a lot of Vikings on my rosters. Mm. Um, well, you have the Vikings defense expected to be quite good. You have the defense Vikings defense in, in well, at least one league. Yes. Wow. Mm-hmm. I, um, I tend to take, I, obviously I'm an Eagles fan and, I have a bad habit of selecting way too many Eagles players. So I've tried to cut back on that a bit this year. A little. You, you know what? Just, just, I, I'll, I'll give out this piece of, of fantasy advice for free. Mm-hmm. Never take any Eagles ever. Shut up. Ever. That's not even true. Ever. Ever. No, they're, they're just they a frustrating. They hear you them all the time. No, no. It's, it's uh, never take any <laughs> Patriots. Um, because they just, you know, um, the, the one one week James White gets, uh, you know, thirty fantasy points, and for the next two weeks he gets four. Um, so you never take any any Eagles, you never take any Patriots. 
They will only frustrate you. All righty then. <laughs> I don't agree. All right. But we'll see. Well, because well, Zach Ertz. I, for whatever reason, I kind of like Yeah, I have Zach Ertz. Yes, I have Zach Ertz. I have Carson Wentz in one of my leagues. Um, Alshon Jeffrey, who I normally don't like for fantasy, but once he came to the Eagles, his point, his fantasy performance improved. So we'll see how all of that works out. Uh, today, however, we have a lot um, to cover. It's first week in September. Happy Labor Day. Hope everyone had a good long holiday weekend. Um, and now that's it. Kids are back to school and hockey is starting this week. Uh, in fact, it actually started a little bit last weekend. Uh, in our first segment today, we're going to talk a little bit about Cole Caulfield's uh, opening exhibition weekend in the NCAA, um, as well as give you a preview of the Montreal Canadiens uh, rookie sh- participation in the Rookie Showcase that's taking place this weekend. So we'll talk a little bit about who's on that roster for the Habs, as well as for the Sens and for the Jets. Uh, who are their opponents in that tournament. Um, Talk a little bit about um, some uh, kind of a national spotlight that's going to be shined on uh, Flyers training camp this year and um, have some Colin McDonald news for you Lehigh Valley Phantoms and Philadelphia Flyers fans as well. Uh, Then in segment two, we're going to go around the AHL. We're going to talk about uh, one team who's added a an assistant coach. We're going to talk about a team that's named a new GM, and we're going to talk about a player who uh, announced his retirement in that segment before heading to segment three, where we'll get you caught up on all of the live coverage. The rocket sports media team is going to have for you this weekend and a special message from a former um, Montreal Canadians prospect uh, with a, it's, it's, it's an interesting message, a little call to action from a former player that we'll talk about there in segment three. So lots of, uh, lots of interesting things to get the last month before the regular season kicks off and gets underway. Wow. Mm-hmm. It's pretty exciting. It is. And, um, you know, we've been here all, all summer, uh, providing, our listeners, uh, our growing listenership with um, information uh, and um, reports on, on all levels of hockey. But uh, now is when people, you know, start to come back. It's September. Camps are starting. And uh, so we welcome those who've, who've uh, taken the summer off and we'll do our best to catch up. Absolutely, and uh, you, we can talk. We're going to talk to you a little bit later in the uh, later in the program about how you can um, go back and listen to some some past episodes, which is a great way to get caught up. Uh, but we're going to dive every, you know, everyone in head first, right off the bat, and we're going to start with the Laval Rocket and the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. And I guess we should talk. You know, the buzz all summer has been Cole Caulfield, Cole Caulfield, Cole Caulfield, 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 Caulfield. I feel like every time I open, I'm about to mute the word Caulfield because Habs fans have themselves a new obsession. So this is because you're a 
Nicole Caulfield hater, right? And that's that's how. Oh yeah. Anybody who makes any sense is branded on Twitter. If I have any criticisms about the boy, I will be dubbed a hater. If I have any criticisms about Mark Bergevin, I will be dubbed a hater. It's, I mean, yes, everyone fall in the line. Um, no, not what we're here to do. We're not here. To, um, and hey, I'm thrilled that the, the hat that Habs fans have found uh, another young prospect that they've really latched onto. Um, and sure, Cole Caulfield is an exciting young player. I look forward to seeing. Um, what he's got going on, but Rick, he actually started, you know, and I think much to many Habs fans chagrin, he will not be at training camp. Uh, in fact, he kicked off his NCAA career this weekend with a couple of exhibition games uh, out there in British Columbia, didn't he? So I guess that's, that's the first piece of news. I mean, we've been telling you um, uh, since, since the draft, since the Canadians development camp, that, uh, in our opinion, uh, Cole Caulfield was not going to be at Canadians camp uh, this fall. They mm-hmm. expect to see him at the University of Wisconsin. Um, and uh, earlier in the week, the, uh, the roster for the Canadians rookie camp came out, and Cole Caulfield was not on it. Uh, so nope. that, was, that was the first piece of confirmation for those still you know, clinging to some hope that, uh, that he would be part of the Canadians this year. Uh, He won't be. Uh, And the second piece of confirmation came when Cole Caulfield um, was in the lineup for uh, the Wisconsin Badgers uh, as they've entered North to Vancouver in an exhibition, a two game exhibition series uh, with the UBC Thunderbirds. Um, And, uh, and, and it, it, Cole Caulfield, um, well, he, (laughs) <laughs> he uh, certainly does what he does best, and that is score goals. Um, and uh, yeah. and Twitter, Twitter lit up over the weekend in uh, in this uh, two game series uh, with UBC. Yeah, and uh, we could say that Twitter was all a Twitter about it. Um, and I, you know, it's funny. I can I can remember I can remember the echoes of the same thing with. Um, Kokinyemi in in the first couple of preseason games last year. As soon as he, you know, first couple of times he scored some pretty sweet looking goals. It was just all oh, hail King, just very Kokinyemi. He is the answer to all of our prayers. Um, and, and he very well may end up being that way. Uh, Cole Caulfield is getting uh, similar accolades right now. Um, keep in mind it was an exhibition game, and keep in mind it was just the the beginning. Um, but it was a good first showing for Cole Caulfield. It's a good way for him to get some confidence uh, right out of the gate uh, with his first experience in the NCAA. Um, and, and as you say, Rick, we've been saying from the time he was drafted, we don't expect to see Cole Caulfield at Montreal Canadiens training camp and really spending a season um, with coach Granado in, in, Wisconsin is going to be the best thing for Cole Caulfield. Um, yes, Cole Caulfield knows how to score goals. Uh, I, I doubt Coach Granado is going to work with him much on how to improve his goal scoring abilities. It's going to be all of the other aspects of his game, particularly defensively. He's a he's not uh, he's not the biggest player, uh, and he's going to have to learn how to how to defend the puck. He's going to have to learn how to uh, 
be positionally responsible when he doesn't have the puck. Um, lots of things for him to learn, and the NCAA is a very competitive uh, league for him to learn that in. So, a great start. Um, but let's just let's just let's watch how this young man develops. If if he's developed properly, he could turn out to be uh, quite an asset for the Canadians. So, um, you know, I didn't get really excited um, when Cole Caulfield did not score at all at development camp. Well, he, he got um, 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 a shootout goal, but uh, he didn't score in, in the games that he played, uh, uh, the scrimmage games that he played at development camp. I didn't get really mm-hmm. excited about that um, and and worry or anything like that. And similarly... I'm not terribly excited by what he does in um, exhibition. Um, no. As you say, good start. But, but and yes, uh, he scored his first um, goal for in a Wisconsin uniform. He got his first collegiate hat trick in exhibition. Um, all those things are 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 wonderful. Um, but in the two games, let's 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 provide some context. Um, it, it they the two games exhibition games uh the first game friday night uh wisconsin beat ubc 3 nothing um second game uh, a bit more of an open uh wide open game on saturday 7-5 for um wisconsin and uh in that game another habs prospect not talked about uh jack gorniak the fourth uh the fourth round pick from 2018 um, he scored the empty netter to give uh, Wisconsin the 7-5 lead at the end of, of, of that contest. Um, so against playing against the UBC Thunderbirds, a team that Wisconsin will never see uh, during the, the year. But it was, I mean, it was nice to be up there uh, mm-hmm. playing that team. It gave an opportunity. Brandon Gallagher was, was in the crowd. Yep, he was. Um, Ray Ferraro was there and he talked about, yeah. he tweeted about Cole Caulfield's patience and, and, and that's, that's all that's good. Um, but again, let's provide a little bit of, of context. Um, there were three goalie goaltenders in um, Saturday's seven, five game. Okay. Did you know that all three goalies are members of uh, university of Wisconsin Badgers? Oh. Uh, two of the goalies for well. <laughs> UBC are. Yeah, let's explain this. Two of the goalies for UBC are hurt. Ah. So they loaned, they loaned two of their goalies. Um, in fact, one who had been in net for the, the shutout the previous night. They loaned two of their goalies to UBC. So Wisconsin mm. was playing uh, like they might play in practice against their own goaltenders. Mm-hmm. Were the Wisconsin goaltenders trying their hardest for playing for UBC. I don't know, but, but I mean, let's, again, we, we have to put this stuff in context. context. That's right. Um, so yes, uh, UBC was playing with two Wisconsin goaltenders. Um, I, I, again, I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for Cole Caulfield. Um, but, uh, did you do you know who else had a multiple uh, point night um, in, on in the seven five game? Um, that would be Alex Turcotte. No. Well, good. there was a good guess, and and uh, Alex Turcotte is going to be 
maybe, um, you know, fifth overall pick uh, of the last draft, um, he may be, uh, for the Kings, he may be uh, that center uh, that, that replaces Jack Hughes uh, in, in feeding, uh, in, in um, helping to feed um, uh, Cole Caulfield uh, during the year. We'll see about that. But no, the, the person who had a multiple-point game was Sean Doogie. Um, and we remember what? Sean Doogie from the, from the, the All-American Prospect. Yes. Sean Doogie is a member of the Wisconsin Badgers. Um, and uh, Sean Doogie is uh, very generously listed uh, <laughs> by hockey prospects at five foot three inches tall. It's not a um, chance in hell. <laughs> yeah, smallest person. He, and, and certainly Cole Caulfield appreciates having him on the team because Cole <laughs> is not the smallest player uh, on the Badgers. Um, what, what Sean lacks in, in vertical uh, height, he certainly makes up for, for just scrappiness. He's always <laughs> He skates like his life would depend on it, and it kind of does in a hockey ring. <laughs> So, uh, you know, it, it's, it's where, where there's nobody. And, and yet, if you go to Twitter, um, you know, people are saying, listen, I've seen enough. Caulfield belongs in the Canadians lineup right now. Well, right no, now. Well, no. he, he got uh, a hat trick on Saturday, three goals, three shots. Um, he belongs in the, the Canadian. And, and yes, you know, I get the enthusiasm. I get the excitement. Um, I, particularly for a goal scorer, but, but again, let's put things into context. Let's be patient. Let's yes. let him, uh, I, I guess the other part of it is that, that um, many people are saying, well, I predict he, he'll be here then in this period of time. You know, we've probably seen, well, many of these prospects, we've certainly seen more than, than, than anyone else. And, and play first in, in, in the NCAA. I yeah. want to see him play for Wisconsin. I want to see how he, he reacts before I'm, I, I go out and make uh, wild predictions about how soon he's going to be uh, on the Canadians power play. I, I, I think again, just be patient. Um, pay attention to a few uh, Wisconsin games if you like. And, you yeah. know, one thing you'll need to know is that there's, there's three pairs of brothers on the Badgers uh, this season. Uh, Sean Doogie, who we mentioned, his brother, um, his older brother, Jason, who's a couple of inches taller, is, is also on the team. Uh, but Cole Caulfield, his older brother, older by two years, Brock, is also on the team. And, um, oh. and Brock, also, yeah, Brock also scored on the weekend. Um, so... Let's let's all just take a deep breath, be patient, and let this kind of play out. And um, and it's called development. Let him develop. Let him let him uh, see how he adapts to uh, the NCAA. And 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 um, and uh, let's let's see how he he reacts once uh, the regular season starts for the Badgers. And if I may add just one more point to that, let's let him enjoy this part of his development a little bit. You know, of course, of course, he's looking at the the bright lights in the big city of the playing in the Bell Center in Montreal someday. And it could be someday soon. Um, 
of course he wants to realize that NHL dream, and he likely will do that. But let's not overlook the fact that he's really excited about making his NCAA debut. In fact, he was even quoted in an article, um, a Wisconsin newspaper article, saying, quote, once I pulled the jersey off the hanger, it hit me. You watch them on TV and stuff, and it's kind of cool to put it on for the first time. So right now, Cole Caulfield is caught up in the moment of, like, God, I watched a lot of NCAA hockey, and, and I watched the, the University of Wisconsin Badgers, and now I'm one of them. And so he's getting to let, you know, let him soak in this step of his development because there is no going back to the NCAA. And no, it's not the NHL, but particularly if, if you if you follow the NCAA at all, it's it's an exciting league. Uh, it means he gets a little bit of, of university experience. Um, and so I don't think that's a bad thing for a young man uh, either in developing all aspects of his life. You have to develop the complete person, just not just the player on the ice and, and get and letting him soak in at least one year at Wisconsin is going to do just that for him. Uh, Talking about, um, you know, rookies who are looking to make their, their mark in the NHL. um, There's a little tournament coming up this weekend, Rick, that um, I think we're going to, see some live hockey coverage this weekend. In fact, it's uh, once again the rookie showcase that the Montreal Canadiens will take place uh, to take part in. And this time it's being hosted uh, in uh, by the Ottawa Senators in Belleville, their a- where uh, their AHL affiliate, the Belleville Senators, play. And this year it's the Ottawa Senators versus the Montreal Canadiens and the Winnipeg Jets uh, for the first time. And that will be held this weekend from September 6th through the ninth, um, there are four games. There's one game every day. All the games are at seven o'clock PM. If you're in that area and want to come out and purchase tickets to watch, um, Friday night, the senators play the jets Saturday night. The senators play the Canadians Sunday night. The Canadians play the jets and then Monday night, the jets play the senators again, uh, the the Jets and Senators play two two games. They bookend the tournament, um, and so we'll talk about you know our coverage and things like that, Rick. But you mentioned as we were talking about Cole Caulfield that the the roster for the rookie camp, um, which essentially kind of starts with this tournament, was released, and um, we talked about the fact that there was no Cole Caulfield listed here. Um, there are quite a number of tryouts, of course. Uh, there's always there's always a handful of tryouts. Um, was there anyone on here who you who isn't on here who you expected to see, or who is on this roster who you're a little surprised that will be participating in the rookie camp? Well, I, I guess that um, the the interesting names to me um, uh, Otto Leskinen. Um, mm-hmm. was, was signed as a free agent and, uh, a player that, that many Habs fans have not yet seen. Um, and, uh, um, um, if you're watching the, the, if you're at the development camp in Broussard or you're watching on RDS, you, you saw Leskinen who looked, 
um, you know, but played a pretty mature game um, uh, amongst the, the, uh, the prospects in the development camp. And it'll be interesting to see how, um, you know, he, he's a player who's uh, adapting to the North American game and we'll see how, how that all works out for him. Uh, Ryan Paling um, is, is interesting and, and, and I guess he should be there, but, but given the way he, uh, played at the development camp, and, and certainly he was head and shoulders above everyone else playing at a, mm-hmm. a far higher level than any other, other player. It, it might be a surprise to see him um, at development camp, and, and, um, and we just don't want to see, you know, we've seen injuries at these, these camps before, and we certainly don't want to see uh, that for any of the Canadians' prospects, but um, so... Let's hope that it's a it's a, a good beginning for Ryan Paling at the rookie camp, and then he moves on to uh, to the Canadians' main camp and and has a has a good and and I think if he has a good training camp, it's going to be really hard to keep him off the Montreal Canadiens' uh, opening night roster. Um, Absolutely. Those, yeah, those are the two that that I found um, uh, most interesting um, on the on the list. Well, you know, and that's the big key thing to remember there is I mean just as just as recent as last year's rookie showcase, uh, there were a couple of significant injuries for potential Laval Rocket players that happened during the rookie tournament. Um there was a at least one guy was stretchered off the ice last year. Um so Whereas we just got done talking about these exhibition games that uh, that the Wisconsin Badgers played against UBC over the weekend, the compete level is not going to be taking a back seat at this tournament this weekend. Um, for all of the rookies who participate in this tournament, this isn't just a, a you know a, a friendly skate around the ice. They're they're complete. Uh, management teams and coaching staffs are there watching them very closely. Uh, and this is their first chance. This is camp starting for them. So the compete level is very high. Um, tensions and tempers can flare quite quickly, um, particularly when you've got a, a bunch of guys who don't have those veteran voices in the room like you do once training camp starts. Um, so it's it's really it can be a little volatile uh, as we've seen in past years. And, and we certainly hope that while they give a very, you know, gritty and, and, and competitive performance that we don't want to see the injuries that we've had in the past as well. I guess um, as well, um, Nick Suzuki will be there and um, not to say that he had a, a, a bad development camp. He didn't at all, but, but he would kind of flew a bit under the radar, particularly with um, Ryan Paling playing so well. And, uh, Cole Caulfield getting, you know, all the attention being um, just a, a short period of time after the draft. So Nick Suzuki will be looking for uh, mm-hmm. a good rookie camp. Um, and you've got a couple of players who are on AHL contracts that, um, you know, y- you might uh, expect that they'll uh, uh, be in the uh, start on the, the NECHL, NECHL roster, given the Canadians have no formal affiliation at the ECHL level, but in, in Joe Cox and, and uh, Morgan, Morgan Adams Moisen, uh, to, to, to be fair, um, ECHL players, but, but will be 
playing hard, I would expect, uh, effort level in, in order to try and earn a spot. Um, mm-hmm. and, and there are some roster spots, uh, one roster spot at, at least open with, uh, you figure that Joel Teasdale uh, would have been penciled in in the summer to have one of those Laval Rocket spots. And, and uh, now we know um, that he's out with an injury for a minimum of seven months. So um, though there are spots to be earned. Uh, based on the performance at this camp. Absolutely. It's going to be uh, pretty competitive. Uh, and, of course, you know, the players from Ottawa and Montreal don't necessarily always like each other, so there's going to be some good rivalry action there. Um, and it'll be really uh, – I'm actually very much, Rick, looking forward to the fact that um, but Toronto decided to take their team and go to Traverse City for that tournament this year. So we don't get that uh, Habs-Leafs rivalry. I'm looking forward to, to seeing the prospects for the Winnipeg Jets this year for the first time. This is, this is going to be a very different look for this tournament. Um, and, you know, even the Laval Rocket only plays the Manitoba Moose, uh, the, the AHL affiliate of Winnipeg, uh, a handful of times each year. So um, this will be a great chance to get a look at some players uh, that aren't as easily viewable uh, in, in past, in past seasons. Um, and it'll be a, a, a welcome kind of change to the tournament. Absolutely. And, and we know that the jets, um, probably three, four years ago had the top ranked prospect pool, um, in the NHL and, and for organizations in the NHL. And, um, many of those prospects have graduated, uh, into the NHL lineup. Um, and uh, so they've been busy restocking. And, and uh, so we'll see. I, I think it'll be a very competitive camp for uh, the Jets as well. I think so. I think so too. So that, uh, again, that rookie camp starts this Friday, which is September 6th. It runs every night. Seven o'clock is puck drop for each of those games through Monday the 9th. Um, now, the Canadians are done after the 8th. Uh, they will then head back to Montreal because they've got the golf tournament on Monday, um, which is always kind of the, you know, kicks off uh, camp for them. Um, so that takes place this weekend, and uh, we'll have lots of information next week about how the Habs prospects fared against the Senators and the Winnipeg Jets. I should also mention that uh, just a few minutes ago, the Flyers also announced their rookie camp roster, uh, which begins on Saturday. Um, They've got um, 28 players scheduled to attend rookie camp, 16 forwards, nine defensemen, and three goaltenders. Um, Some of the familiar names there, of course, are Philippe uh, Philippe Myers, Mikhail Vorobiev, Felix Sandstrom, Morgan Frost, Joel Farabee, German Rupsoff, David Kasha, Mark Freeman, um, Pascal Laberge, Isaac Radcliffe, Carson Torinsky, Connor Bunneman, who we uh, we've we've covered with the Phantoms uh, in the past as well. So 
lots of names, not of, lots of familiar names for the Flyers uh, as they gear up and start their on-ice sessions uh, at the Virtual Center Flyers Skate Zone in Voorhees, New Jersey on Saturday morning. Uh, they'll have a few days of practice before they head north to the PPL Center in Allentown next Wednesday for the Flyers versus Islanders rookie game held at the PPL Center, home of the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. And we'll have a little bit more on that uh, in next week's show. But rookie camp roster is out for you Flyers fans. Uh, this could, um, could be the start of, of a very long season for both um, Flyers fans and uh, Canadians fans, uh, much longer I think than last season um, mm-hmm. in that both, uh, both the Flyers and the, and the Canadians missed the playoffs, both the Phantoms and, uh, and the Laval Rocket missed the playoffs. And um, there's a hope that uh, that could all change around uh, this coming season. And, um, and you and I could be much busier in, in April uh, <laughs> running around the country than, uh, than we were last right. April. That's right. Well, there are some very promising pieces of the puzzle that are coming together for both organizations um, and whether it's at the NHL level or the AHL level. And so, yes, I agree. There, there, there is uh, the distinct possibility that any four, any of those four teams could be seeing um, postseason action this year. And uh, it all starts this weekend. So very, very exciting. Um Of course, right after rookie camp, then all NHL teams begin their official training camp sessions uh, for the season where uh, the rest of their veterans return uh, and basically preseason games start, practices start, and coaches start trying to decide what their opening night rosters are going to be. Last year, uh, the NHL Network uh, had uh, debuted a new program uh, in September called behind the glass. And they, they, it featured kind of an all access behind the scenes, look at the New Jersey devils, um, and their training camp, uh, kind of behind the scenes at training camp and what goes into training camp. Well, the NHL network is back with a new season of behind the glass this year. It will premiere, uh, it'll be four episodes premiering first on Wednesday, September 28th. Uh, sorry, uh, Wednesday, September 25th. And this year, Flyers fans, uh, the subject of behind the glass for training camp is the Philadelphia Flyers. And so uh, there will be a four-part series uh, giving you an in-depth look of Flyers training camp, which I think for for fans is going to be really exciting to get to see how this process works from behind the scenes. Uh, They're also going to do things like a a day in the life of Shane Gostisbehere, during the off season, they're going to, fo- they followed Kevin Hayes around for a day. Uh, they're following Carter Hart around for a day. Um, but they're also going to take the cameras with them when the flyers go to the Czech Republic to play, uh, to play in the NHL global series, that game against the, the Blackhawks on October 4th. Um, so Jake Voracek will be kind of highlighted there as well, since he's a, he's a Czech native and uh, it's going to be really, really, really fun. I encourage everyone to watch it. Um, there, I know the Flyers uh, management are really pumped up for it. Uh, the, the NHL, uh, NHL, 
content folks are very excited for it. So don't miss it. That starts Wednesday, September 5th at 8 p.m. on the NHL Network. Uh, There will be four episodes uh, ending on October 14th is the last of those. And, and, Rick, I think that's just, you know, the, I caught bits and pieces of the Devils uh, version of it last year. I'm fully going to be paying attention this year uh, because I just think it's a great way for for fans to get a better idea of, of the endless work that goes on behind the scenes in, in trying to figure out what that opening night roster is going to look like. Oh, that's right. I, I, there, there is lots of evaluation. There, there are lots of variables. Um, you know, particularly at the, the uh, AHL level, you have to think of, of uh, your, your veteran um, um, uh, young player mix and, and all kinds of things. And, and so there's all kinds of, of things happening, injuries and, uh, to take into account. And, and it's, uh, it's nice to have that behind-the-scenes uh, glimpse. Um, and as long as you have a really good video editor uh, who knows when to, to use the blur <laughs> Do not get me started. Do not get this video editor. And it's not, I'm, I've done this by trade as a profession at a TV state. Do not get me started on not having that kind of attention to these. Don't just don't rookie mistake. Let me tell you, that's a rookie mistake. It's going to be fun. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention, two, well, two, one more thing, um, kind of Flyers and Phantoms related uh, news that came out this week. Colin McDonald uh, will not be back with the Phantoms this year. Uh, the now former captain of the Lehigh Valley Phantoms has signed once again with Bridgeport. He's played for the Bridgeport Town Tigers in the past and played with the Islanders. Uh, so he's heading to Bridgeport, which means, Rick, there's going to be a new sweater with a C on it this year for the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. There will be a new uh, um, captain uh, for the Phantoms and, and Colin McDonald uh, spending four years as captain uh, for the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. His mm-hmm. production has kind of tapered off um, uh, the last two seasons, but um, he's been a great captain um, uh and and uh, very serious in his role, and and even oh, with yeah. respect to the media, he knows that his role as captain includes a communications aspect, communicating with the media. And uh, he was also always very good, very professional, um, uh, very serious with us. Um, very. But uh, you know, you understand his uh, uh, signing with uh, Bridgeport. Uh, he's from Connecticut, so he's a lot closer to to home. And uh, and he'll be returning there, but but maybe um, we did this a couple of years ago um, with respect to with La- was it Lavelle or was it St. John's when we we had a little it bit was, of a, a, a pool uh, <laughs> in getting, did. In getting the, the captain. That's right. It was when um, it was it was with it was the last it was after the last season of the Ice Caps when they were heading to Laval and I think I can't remember who the captain was at the time but would not be back it was very likely that he wouldn't be back and we were wondering we were actually speculating that Stefan Matteau would would end up being the the first captain for Laval and then he ended oh, up for not. Laval that's what it was that's what it was yeah I, I had I had Stefan Matteau on my list and um 
uh, he was traded. <laughs> I think yeah, I, yeah. I think that's how it worked out. <laughs> Something like that. So may, maybe like, okay, maybe well, maybe Phantoms fans don't want me uh, choosing who I think maybe is going to be captain. What I would be interested in hearing is if you're a Flyers or Phantoms fan, who do you think? deserves to wear the C now that Colin McDonald is no longer with the, with the team. Uh, tweet us at the AHL report this week uh, and we'll compile, um, you know, compile some answers and, and see who, who you think, not necessarily who you think is going to get it. Who do you think deserves to wear the C? Um, tweet us at the AHL report and let us know. Um, and we'll kind of keep tabs on how that works out. The only other thing I will mention before we head off to a break is uh, a not-so-shameless plug to head over to AHL.Report for Laval Rockets and Habs fans. Um, Our own Chris G. did another one of his fantastic uh, one-on-one exclusive summertime player interviews this past weekend. This time he sat down for a few minutes with returning forward Alex Belzeal. And Alex uh, had some time to talk with Chris about how the summer's been going, how training has been going, how, uh, what he's looking forward to this season and so forth. So be sure you head over to AHL.Report and check out that exclusive audio for Chris, from Chris's interview with Alex Belzeal. And on that note, we are going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to go around the AHL. We're going to talk about a guy who just recently retired going to enjoy the the retired life maybe slow down a little bit maybe not we'll uh, we'll talk about that and much more on the other side of this break don't go anywhere for all the latest news interviews analysis and commentary about the laval rocket lehigh valley phantoms and every other team in the american hockey league as well as information on prospects junior hockey and international hockey head over to ahl.report the home of the ahl report Follow along on Twitter at the AHL Report for live game updates, ringside photography, game recaps, and articles containing exclusive audio and video of your favorite players. That's the AHL Report, proud partner of Rocket Sports Media, AHL.Report. From the Press Box is proud to be a partner of Rocket Sports Media, digital media publishers of sports and entertainment websites. Their mission is to build a worldwide network of sports fans who are informed, engaged, entertained, and connected. Learn more about RSM, its team, and its portfolio of brands at rocketsportsmedia.com. Welcome back to From the Press Box right here on the AHL Report. I'm your host, Amy Johnson, joined, of course, by my wonderful co-host, Mr. Rick Stevens. And uh, we're back for another great segment. This is segment two where we go around the AHL. Don't forget, however, uh, we mentioned it just briefly in this last segment, but if you would like to talk with us seven days a week, not just on show days, if you ever have a question, a comment, a suggestion, or just want to chat about the game of hockey that we all love, be sure to find us on Twitter at the AHL Report. We always love to uh, interact with our fans and followers and listeners, so uh, don't be afraid to give us a shout there on Twitter at the AHL Report. So, Rick, as all of these youngsters get geared up to start their rookie camp, there's a guy who's been through his uh, fair share of training camps for a lot of different teams who uh, decided to hang up the skates last week. 
Um, and that, and ironically enough, the last team that he played for was the Lehigh Valley Phantoms and uh, Mike McKenna announcing his retirement. And when um, uh, Mike McKenna said, when, in announcing his retirement, said he wanted to go out while he still had something left in the tank rather than, uh, you know, going out on his terms rather than being forced out. And mm-hmm. when, when you read the, um, his account of, of his final pro game, uh, a game, uh, the last game of the, the, the season for the Lehigh Valley Phantoms, you'll understand uh, why it, it, um, you know, it, his story couldn't have been written any better for his last no. game. And it seems quite appropriate for him, uh, to go out, uh, following that game. And, and, uh, uh, just, uh, you know, uh, uh, an amazing career, uh, certainly had some NHL action, uh, but a career, a hockey career that was mostly spent, uh, in the AHL and, um, uh, just, you know, he, he embraced it, he enjoyed it and, uh, and, and, uh, just, uh, you know, uh, right until the very last game appreciated, uh, his opportunity, I think, is the way to to phrase it. Absolutely, but if you if you think that uh, he's going to just kind of kick back, I, I remember earlier this summer a different uh, goaltender retired. That was uh, Roberto Luongo, and I remember he put out a Twitter poll saying, "So, what kind of relaxing retirement type things should I do now?" I don't. I think I think Mike McKenna is going to go in a different direction because no sooner. Did he announce his retirement when it was announced by the Vegas Golden Knights that, uh, well, not only do they have a new uh, lead broadcasting guy for their for the studio set for pregame, postgame, and, and in-game intermissions in Darren Millard, who is finally resurfacing to the world of television, but his fellow in-studio analyst is going to be none other than Mike McKenna. So he's uh, going right from playing right into uh, the behind the camera mode, and and I think I think Mike McKenna will, will be well suited for this kind of position, and he and he and Millard could have a a very good tandem there uh, in Vegas. Darren Millard is is a professional. He's um, I still miss him, um, and and uh, you know his hockey at noon, wherever it is, he he was. He's a professional. I'm a bit biased because he uh, used to live right across the street from me, a former neighbor. Uh, but he'll be great in Vegas, and he'll be great with Mike McKenna, who um, tells a great story. And, and um, again, I, I go back to uh, what he posted on Twitter, his, the, the story and how he interacted in his last game, had his family there, how he interacted with the officials, how he interacted with fans. Um, and and was so grateful for that opportunity and and uh, his relationship with his uh, goaltending partner and Alex Lyon and and the fandoms coaching staff. He's going to have a lot of great stories to tell. Uh, yes, along he will. With Darren Millard on the on the the Vegas Golden Knights coverage uh, pregame, postgame, intermission. Um, it it should be great. It definitely will be. Uh, there was another AHL team this this week who announced uh, that they had finally named a new general manager of their club. And here it is that the Pittsburgh Penguins announced that uh, that new head coach that they uh, installed at Wilkes-Barre Scranton, uh, that, that Mike Bellucci guy, 
Uh, he's also been named the general manager of, of the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins. So uh, this is now um, he's taking over GM duties from Bill Guerin, who joined, uh, who, who became the GM of the Minnesota Wild last week. Um, and so Mike Bellucci now coming back to Wilkes-Barre and uh, will be behind the bench, but will be at the helm uh, for management as well. Um, it could be a, it could be a really, it could be a really positive thing for, for the Pittsburgh organization, I think. Um, well, it's, it was a bit of a head scratcher when um, Mike Vellucci, uh, head coach of the Calder Cup champion, Charlotte mm-hmm. Checkers, uh, only a couple of weeks, I think it was three weeks later, uh, accepted this head coaching position um, uh, in, 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 uh, for the Wilkes-Barre-Scranton Penguins. And we thought, well, what, what else is there? Now, uh, there, yeah. there is, he, he had a pre-existing relationship with, with Jim Rutherford. And, and so that made sense. Um, but how things work out. And, and now he not only has the head coaching uh, position with the Penguins, but uh, the, the GM of the club as well. So um, well done and, uh, and congratulations to, to him. Absolutely. Uh, another congratulations as a coaching announcement uh, is made as we tick down here towards the, uh, the beginning of, of the season. The Hershey Bears have finally also added another assistant coach, uh, Scott Allen, who has spent the last two seasons as an assistant coach with the Arizona Coyotes uh, overseeing defense and the penalty kill, uh, will now take up uh, residence behind the bench in Hershey as an assistant coach there as well. Um, and he's had 11 years in the AHL as an assistant coach. Uh, and of course, um, some time with uh, the Arizona Coyotes, the New York Islanders and the Florida Panthers as well. So congratulations to Scott Allen. It looks like Hershey's really kind of rounding things out and getting ready to kick off a very new look uh, this year. Yeah, he was also a head coach in, in both San Antonio and Portland. So a ton of experience uh, coming to the uh, Bears coaching staff uh, this fall. Fabulous. We love to hear it. We'll keep, you, uh, we'll keep our finger on the pulse of all of those changes as they continue to happen throughout the league. As, uh, as I said, we're getting very close to the beginning of the season. And so all of these things are going to start getting really finalized as, uh, as we get ready for that opening night coming up soon. Uh, We're going to take one more quick break. When we come back, we're going to go beyond the AHL and we're going to talk to you a little bit about a call to action from a former Montreal Canadiens prospect. That's got a kind of a familiar ring to it. You want to know more? Stick around after this short break. We'll tell you all about it on the other side. Be sure to follow us on social media. Find us on Twitter at the AHL report. Check out our original game photography on Instagram at AHL Report and watch our exclusive video interviews with players, coaches, and other notable hockey names on our YouTube channel at All Habs. Just remember to turn on notifications so that you never miss a video. The AHL Report, your premier source for Laval Rocket, Lehigh Valley Phantoms, and all American Hockey League news. From the Press Box is proud to be a partner of Rocket Sports Media, digital media publishers of sports and entertainment websites. In addition to building a worldwide network of sports fans, the team at RSM is also dedicated to mobilizing the sports community in ways that make a difference in the lives of others. Giving back to the community bridges the gap between team affiliations, 
it's something any fan can support. RSM proudly provided support for organizations and projects like Hockey Fights Cancer, Five Hole for Food, the Montreal Canadiens Children's Foundations, Autism Speaks, Leukemia and Lymphoma Society of Canada, and the People of Canada Portrait Project, just to name a few. If you would like to be involved with a Rocket Power project or have a worthy fundraising initiative you'd like us to be part of, please contact us at rocketsportsmedia.com. Welcome back to From the Press Box here at the AHL Report. I'm your host, Amy Johnson, and co-host Rick Stevens here, bringing you this great episode this week, this first week in September. Again, don't forget to find us on Twitter at the AHL Report. We always love to hear from you seven days a week, 365 days a year, as you know. We are, uh, we're always here talking about hockey. And, you know, Rick, Today, going beyond the AHL, there was something we, one of the things we just got done talking about Mike McKenna in the last segment. And I remember a handful of episodes ago, we had talked about a a comment that McKenna had made on Twitter uh, where he was interacting with some fans and talking about how few of all of the places that he has played hockey, um, and believe me, there has been many, many, many of them for Mike McKenna, that he only actually had a few of his uh, game game jerseys from teams that he's played for, that most of the times uh, they were required to hand them back in at the end of the season. They weren't allowed to keep one, which we commented on. Those are the kinds of things you don't hear about. Um, and that's, that's particularly for a guy who's played for so many different uh, teams as McKenna has, that's kind of, uh, it's kind of a shame that he doesn't have at least a whole closet full of uh, hockey sweaters to, to represent that. And that circumstance has come up again. Um, if you're, if, if you've been a, a fan of the Habs for any length of time, you'll remember uh, former Montreal Canadiens prospect, Connor Crisp, played with the St. John's Ice Caps, uh, the Habs AHL affiliate for a couple of years. And he put out a tweet uh, this week to Ice Caps fans and Sudbury Wolves fans saying, quote, I'm looking to buy one of my old game-worn jerseys from both the Ice Caps and Wolves. Anyone that may have one and are willing to part ways, I would be very grateful and happy to buy it from you. Please DM me. And I thought to myself, right, and of course, Rick, we, we, you know, we put the call out to, to all of our listeners and followers and, and the Ice Caps fans. And, and it looks like he's had a few replies. But here we are again, a, a guy who's, <laughs> I played for these teams, darn it, and I want my sweater. <laughs> and uh, Connor Crisp is, is uh, a young man, uh, 25 years of age, uh, who mm-hmm. was, uh, forced to retire uh, from hockey, um, and it was uh, just about a year ago when when he announced his retirement on Twitter. Uh, September 23rd, he announced his uh, retirement from hockey due to uh, concussions and post-concussion symptoms. Um, as you said, he he played um, uh, with um, uh, St. John's. Um, he he played mm-hmm. in Hamilton. Um, he did. He played in Brampton. Um, we we got to to uh, engage with him uh, quite a bit, he, both in Brampton and St. John's. 
Uh, he his OHL career was with Sudbury, uh, Sudbury and uh, Erie. So uh, I imagine if if you have any of those jerseys, uh, an Otters jersey, um, a Wolves jersey, a Bulldogs jersey, an Ice Caps jersey, a Beast jersey, or even his last season. Uh, with the Toledo Walleye in the ECHL, uh, he'd be very happy to hear from you. Um, he's a great young man um, and and uh, has always had a, a really positive spirit, even when times were were really tough. And um, he's now um, uh, moved into uh, uh, hockey training. He has a, a crisp hockey school. Uh, mm-hmm. that he he's uh he's building his his business um and when he announced his retirement on twitter i i i looked it up again because i remember um zach fucali's dad uh tweeted back to him um yeah. jack fucali and it says uh i embrace your courage to move on you are young and will be awesome at whatever you do the few times I met you, I knew that you were an exceptional person. You were one of the few to come up and say hello when you saw me from afar. Uh, he was that kind of guy um, yeah. who, who uh, certainly uh, went out of his way to talk to us, to talk to uh, fans, and to talk to uh, the families of, of his teammates. And um, so whatever we can do to uh, help him, uh, to uh, retrieve some of those those jerseys that are out there, um, uh, we, I'm I'm glad to help out. Absolutely, I agree with you. So let us know uh, either either tweet to Connor dir- directly or or give us a shout at the AHL report on Twitter. Let us know if if you you or someone you know could help Connor out, uh, and we'll pass that message along for sure. Uh, one other piece of news that I saw fly by today, Rick, uh, another former, um, member of the Habs AHL affiliate, um, from, from Laval's inaugural season, Kirby Reichel is the latest to sign in the KHL. Um, they seem to be (laughs) going off by leaps and bounds over to the KHL this year. Um, and so kind of in a, very, very mini brief. Where are they now? That's a, a name, another name that you'll find familiar uh, playing over in the KHL now. That's Kirby Reichel, who was most recently playing for Calgary, I believe, um, and the Stockton Heat. And uh, he had a, a pretty good season with uh, with over t- 20 goals for Stockton. I tell you, mm-hmm. the Lavelle Rocket could have used his uh, 23 goals last season. I bet they could have. I bet they could have. But alas, they did not. Uh, so good luck to him. Uh, hope, hope, hopefully he will continue to have a good season over there in the KHL. But what we are excited about Rick is that, uh, as we said, the rookie showcase is coming up this weekend and it means, uh, you and I will be in Belleville to cover, uh, all three of the Canadians game, uh, sorry, both of the Canadians games and, and, and the Senators jets game as well. Um, and it's going to be a great weekend. We're looking forward to bring uh, bringing you live coverage on Twitter. We're going to have game recaps at the AH uh, at AHL report. We're going to have uh, audio and video from post game scrums and interviews with players and coaches. It's going to be it's going to be a great way to to kick off our hockey coverage for this season. Absolutely excited to get back to to Belleville and. Um... It's been a while since I've been there. I've got some friends in the area. We know um, Matt Smith, one of our, our contributors, 
down the street in Trenton. Usually, that's usually, where he is, of course, he's, he's not going to be there uh, this time. Yeah, he's deployed right now uh, overseas and uh, with the Royal Canadian Air Force. Um, and uh, uh, but uh, we're we're happy to get back to the Belleville area and to see uh, all the prospects from the senators, the Canadians, and the Jets. Fabulous. And like I said, if you are in that area, tickets are not too expensive. Be sure to uh, come on out and uh, support the Canadians or the Senators or the Winnipeg Jets uh, and their prospects. Get your first glimpse at the rookies in action. And uh, we will be sure to see you there. Um, Of course, you know, if you want to road trip there, Rick, like if, if people don't live right in the Belleville area and they were to say they wanted to, you know, I think this would be a really cool weekend. This would be a lot of fun. I'm going to road trip to Belleville. I'm going to see the prospects. I bet we have some things they could listen to in the car on the way to and from. They could catch up on all the rest of our podcast here at Rocket Sports Radio. Rocket Sports Radio has uh, four podcasts uh and there's something for everyone um absolutely everyone there's this podcast from the press box focuses on prospects and and uh the ahl we have uh the canadians connection uh that's the the live podcast that happens every saturday uh with myself and joseph whalen um we have have a listen lewis and gibby and habs unfiltered uh, from Matt, Blaine, and Treg. Um, and so uh, all you have to do is to go to uh, ahl.report um, for the, from the Press Box uh, podcast. For the other three, you go to allhabs.net, uh, and you can find every single one of the um, episodes you may have missed over, over the summer, and the back catalog is, is there, and uh, they'll be informative and quite entertaining. Absolutely. It's a great way to pass the time if you're out road tripping to the Rookie Showcase or anywhere else this weekend. Uh, And also, don't forget, you can find us on Twitter. Be sure you're following us at the AHL Report. That's where you're going to get all of those live updates. Uh, You can also find Rick at All Habs. And you can find me at Flyers Rule on Twitter. And Rick, it's just going to be a great weekend. Can't wait to dive right in. and believe it or not, our first episode of September has come to an end. It went by well, so fast, was, just that like was summer. Very quick. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and if if your summer is going by fast, if it's going by fast, um, mm-hmm. but you're still t- you're still you're road tripping, you're out at the beach wherever you are. In addition to going to those websites, um, yeah, just dial up your favorite podcast app and, and search for Rocket Sports Radio. Uh, we're on Spotify, oh. we're on iTunes, we're on TuneIn Radio, we're on um, Blog Talk Radio, we're, we're, we're everywhere. So wh- whatever, Overcast, Stitcher, whatever you use, look for Rocket Sports Radio and, uh, and you can listen to us wherever you, take us with you. We could, could it be any easier? I don't it think can. so. It no. can't. It can't be any easier. Just go find them, listen to them, enjoy them, share them with your friends and your family and strangers. You know, <laughs> they'll all want to hear. Subscribe. Yes, subscribe, 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 and make sure you you know put in a you know positive review. It helps bump us up in the in the 
in the in the ratings so more people can find us who also enjoy this great game called hockey and uh with that we're gonna get ready to hit the road here in a couple of days we'll be sure to take all of you along with us as we gather up all the great information and and sound bites and and all sorts of analysis from the rookie showcase this weekend and of course we'll be right back here again next tuesday with another episode of from the press box rick thanks for being here it was a good one always glad to be here see you in belleville see you there and we'll see you here next tuesday for from the press box have a great week and keep on wishing remember your dream is your only scheme so keep on pushing